Russ is not here. Da-da, da-da. So I'm doing the intro. Da-da, da-da. By ripping off his style. Da-da. And then, uh, John, what are you doing? I, and then I, he would go, ah! <laughs> and then the, the theme song. If Man About You was a final frontier, we're traveling outside of time and space here. So let's break it down now, it's just what we do. It's Mad About, Mad About You. Uh, welcome to Mad About, Mad About You. Uh, I'm John Marbley. Today we're joined by a special guest, uh, my friend and uh, very loyal listener, Brett Oresco. Rise, guys. Rise, gals. It's your old pal, Brett. Brett was supposed to be our guest uh, on last week's episode, uh, talking about... Uh, I forget the name of the episode now. So I married a hair murderer. That's what it was. Yeah, You're yeah. kidding. That was the name of the episode? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So Brett was supposed to record with us, but uh, his flight was delayed to Los Angeles, so he missed it, and he had all his notes and everything, and then he said, well, let's do a special little uh, mini-sode, because uh, he and I have been on a nine-day road trip, and uh, making it hard for Russ and I to actually record another new episode in time, and uh, it's just a perfect confluence of events, you know what I mean? Um, so... Uh, I guess what this is going to be is a little bit of that, a little bit of re-recapping with Brett's perspective as someone who's never watched a full episode and then has now watched uh, Russ and my least favorite episode so far. <laughs> Guys, I'm honored to be here, and I can't believe the good fortune of this timing that I happened to watch one of the worst episodes. Our to least recap, favorite, certainly. It's uh, pretty depressing. One of the worst to recap, one of the least favorites. Yeah. Uh what are the most so, out of character for the show, I would say. Right. It's incredible that I happened to jump on board just in time. But uh, John and I discussed the episode beforehand, and I gave him some of my thoughts on it. I took some notes. We can go quickly hit a couple of the moments, but also I'm going to interview John about Mad About Mad About You, a little peek behind the curtain, a little Mad About Mad About You stirpiece theater, if you will. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yeah, Brett loves interviewing people, so I guess I'm going under the microscope. Yes, you are. Under the microphone scope. How many more ham-fisted portmanteaus can I make in this episode? Keep listening and you'll find out. Anyway, so I married a hair murderer. Let's talk about it, John. Great. So part of the problem with not watching Mad About You ever and listening to your wonderful podcast is that you guys, this is another little peek behind the curtain moment. You guys uh, don't release the last episode you've recorded uh, that week because it would be too quick of a turnaround, correct? Yeah. Not allowed to let people know that? Yeah, sure. Great. So you always have a couple of bullets in the gun, so to speak. Yeah, like, well, like one or two usually. So what's hard for me then, who has become intimately familiar with the series solely through listening to you guys recap it, is that sometimes I won't be up to date with the occurrences on the series. That was the case with this episode, because the cold open, as you talked about last week, uh, is Jamie looking for a job. Right. Last you knew, she was employed at Ferrard Gibbs. Yeah. 
very happily yeah. employed in Fran's old position, so she that was quit. a shock. She quit slash got fired last week. I mean, I don't really want to know what the circumstances were because I want to hear the recap, but that seems like an abrupt thing to have happen at the beginning of the second season. Why? I don't know. I Quitting like a job is always abrupt. But from my sitcom knowledge, it seems like characters tend to keep their jobs most of the time. Well, if a show's just about people's jobs but it's not a workplace show, then it's, you know... Not a great show. Well, I'm not saying it's about people's jobs, but you know, I can't think of a lot of sitcoms where people have changed jobs very notably in the middle of the sitcom. George yeah. Costanza could never hold a job down. Uh, many of the characters yeah. on Friends were changing jobs constantly. Were they? Yeah, Rachel always are had different sure? jobs. Are you Monica, of jobs or relationships? Phoebe, John? jobs. All right. Well, then both. So anyway, that was abrupt and very scary because I was like, oh no, Jamie's a lost little lamb in the wilderness. What's she going to do? She'll be fine, you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's fine. She's very capable. She's very capable. Much more capable than Paul on the show, I quickly found out. That is true. So, uh, I was surprised at how short the opening credit sequence was, which is not interesting to talk about, so we won't. That was a confusing thought. I guess it was. I don't know how long you're used to them being. Uh, they are, in my memory, much long. Not much longer, but longer, at least. I think they're pretty long. I skip them when I watch it. Wow. Well, you're, you've earned that privilege, I, I don't got time to watch, to sit through credits. Sit through ten seconds of credits. It's really... It's not ten it's seconds, I'm telling you. It's, it it's, feels like ten seconds. I think it's like forty. Wow. Because I, I jump... Yeah, when I jump, it's about forty seconds, I think. Wow. So, I mean, if it's longer than that, that's crazy, so... I'd say they're pretty long. Uh, John, I'm going to go quickly through these because I don't have many that are interesting. I think I, de- I determined from this episode that uh, Mad About You should maybe be an audio play because it's so jarring to watch nowadays with the outfits and how 90s it was. Very jarring for me. I'm sure it made you feel right at home. It was your childhood show. But watching it for the first time, I was like, what is, how high is that belt? Yeah, I get that. I mean, okay. I say the same thing to Russ when he freaks out about the fashion. Which is? Who cares? Ah. Like, old shows, people dress differently. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, totally. I can't argue with that. But also, having listened to... You live in New York. What, what people wear weird things all the time. Yeah, but I don't engage with those people. Anyway, there was a Brigadoon reference in the show, and I wrote down that Brigadoon must have really been in the zeitgeist, because I think it was like the third or fourth one. Again, everything I'm saying, by the way, about Mad About You and about this episode is based on what I know from your podcast, in case that wasn't clear. Yeah, we always call out Brigadoon. As well you should. Because it's fun when he says it, and uh, that's it, I guess. <laughs> That's the only reason. Uh, we talked about also this before. Yeah, I thought it was a war movie turned into a musical like Miss Saigon starring William, you know, based on a movie with William Holden. And now I think we, we realized that I was thinking of Bridge Over the River Kwai. Bridge on the River Kwai. Bridge on the River Kwai. Sir Alec Guinness, which I maybe Alec, think Maybe William ever, Holden, I don't know. I don't think it would ever be turned into a musical. I could be wrong, though. Anything could be a musical. That's true. But you're saying this is the one about the fanciful uh, Scottish town that appears once every hundred years or something? I believe so. <clears throat> I believe the musical is about a guy who falls in love with a girl Gal- in a Scottish Gal- town. Gal- uh, Galela? What? What's it called? Brigadoon. 
That's the name of the town? That's the name of the town. Uh, <laughs> what did you think it was? Gallipoli? Yeah, what's Gallipoli? I don't know. Something good. Gallipoli, not Tripoli. <laughs> I don't know what that is. An old song, I guess. That, that would be from up. a war musical. That would be from Bridge on the River Quad, the yeah. musical. Yep, right before he blows up the bridge at the end. Cause Spoiler Brig, alert. I think I thought of it because Brig, Bridge. Yeah. Well, it was called Brigadoon. Well, if it's Brigadoon, then wouldn't it be like a war movie about a jail? Bridgequine. 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 Oh, boy. Are you Jamiroquai? <laughs> Are you talking well, out how you got to Brigadoon being Bridge on the River Quine? You might say war is virtual insanity. Oh, I thought it was war as hell. Uh, war is insanity. Yeah, probably both. I mean, it's true. It's both, right? Yeah, we speak from personal experience. <laughs> oh, boy, John. Yeah, because we both had the courage to enlist. Oh, wow. Thank you. Wow. Actually, do we have any service people listening? If we do, thank you thank very much. Thank you very much, yeah. Thank I never, you know, I never thought about that. You allow us privileges. Well, that's our GPS. <laughs> We're in a car. We're in Nevada. We just, left Ve- we just left the Hoover Dam. Which was spectacular. And we're headed to a ghost, sal- a pioneer ghost saloon. Which where, is going to be spectacular. Where Clark Gable supposedly drowned his sorrows when he heard that his wife, Carol Lombard, uh, crashed her plane. So this got dark real fast. Yeah, but- well, no, was, we were thanking uh, service, servicemen and women for their service, if they listen to the show. Uh, tweet at us, if you, you know, if you want. Yeah. You do enough. Because you allow us to have such privileges as recapping a stupid, yeah, right, which is a really cool thing. You know, we're very lucky. Anyway, that's interesting. You never thought about the. I never thought about that. Yeah, I never think about our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, thank God Russ does. I actually only think about our listeners. Oh, that's true. You see the metrics. Yeah, I look at those numbers. We'll talk about that later, though, because I don't want to step on our little interview. Which is, I guess, what we're doing. But quickly, let's go through yeah, the rest of the episode. Yeah, sure. So, I was struck, and you said this is not... Oh, hello. Boy, Siri cannot... South toward Los Angeles. Oh. No problem, Siri. You know what to do? Yeah. Quad what are you saying, miles, you're taking a right. I was saying that I was a little jarred by this episode, as you said you were as well, because it just seemed like there were totally unrealistic situations peppered yes, throughout. Yes, it was... I thought it was, like, more an episode of I Love Lucy or something. Which you also love. Yes, but it lives in a zanier world always. And this so, show lives in a more realistic world. South for one and a half so miles. you would say it's a little hard for you to reconcile knowing that this show normally lives in a different world. The tone's mismatched uh-huh. dramatically. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Um... I just think the hair thing, the hair thing really threw me off. Don't even get me started on the hair thing. I mean, and also the fact that it's called So I Married a Hair Murderer. Yeah, it's not even a good title. I don't understand it. Well, you know the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer, right? What? Really? You of course I know that movie, oh, John. Okay. I don't know. This is me doing a Russ impression. Of course. Is that what he says? He no, I don't say. know. But yeah. I feel like he does those feints sometimes where it'll be like, I don't know about this. And you'll be like, you don't? And he'll be like, I do, John. I don't think he does, does he? I don't know. Tweet at us. Tweet at Russ. Tweet at Russ and ask him if he does that. (laughs) 
this whole episode is just going to be an homage to Russ. We're leaving the door open for Elijah, I mean Russ, <laughs> to walk right in at some point. Hey, Russ, I hit a bunch of gold all over Nevada. Chocolate gold. <laughs> Chocolate gold pieces. Uh, nothing like a good old gelt joke. All right, so. I love gelt. But for Gentiles, it's usually pirate <laughs> pirate chocolate money. What? Gentiles celebrate Passover? No. <laughs> no. But when you eat chocolate uh, coins, it's pirate booty. What? That's popped rice treats. No, that's a traitor. Don't, don't even. Pirate's booty. What? Yeah, that's pirate a... booty. Continue for 21 miles. Are you talking about the coins that you get on Halloween or something? Yeah. Isn't that's just chocolate coins. Yeah. What's gelt? Gelt, I'm, yeah, but we don't call it... Pi- I'm speaking for all Gentiles here. Yeah. We don't call it pirate's booty That's or what it is, though. What? How is it... What? Those words. I'm not talking... Hey, can you disconnect your brain from the marketplace for a second? No, just, impossible. I'm a child of America. What is a pirate's booty? It's treasure. Yes. What are chocolate-covered coins? Fake treasure. Ergo... I really don't... Chocolate... Play. Gentile gelt is pirate's booty. I didn't make a QED calculus, but it seems quite dubious. This is quite proven. dubious. All right, well, listen. We're going to table this debate, which has many more miles to go, and we might televise it at some point. Hey, guys, Kesha's coming to Vegas September 16th. Buy your tickets. Get excited. (laughs) Get excited. Not Vegas. Uh, also, we've learned from this trip that every we've been to Vegas before, but this is my first time realizing that every other billboard on the way into and out of Vegas is for lawyers. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I know people get in trouble in Vegas, but oh my God. Yeah. It must be the highest lawyers per capita. Look at this. More lawyer, less fees. <laughs> Look at that. I'm not going to give him a shout out because he doesn't need my help. Who? Paul Powell? Oh, <laughs> All right, now he's got to pay you guys royalties. Anyway, what else? Paul Powell, if you're listening, thank you for your service. Huh. Uh, so, <laughs> I, Russ, again, this episode's going to be all about Russ, but Russ, I'm afraid you're wrong about one thing. Whoa! That I realized. This? Oh, I'm perking up. I realized from one viewing of this show that John was 100% right about something that he talks about a lot on the show. Oh, interesting. This is not just because I'm a longtime friend of John's who just spent nine days in a car with him. I'm saying this, and I watched this episode before this trip, so... Yeah, like two weeks ago now. Totally unbiased, all right? At some point in this episode, when they're watching Paul's documentary about New York, there's a guy who looks somewhat homeless, he comes on the screen, and he talks about how New York City smells like nutmeg. Oh, yeah. Russ, this was very validating, and even I didn't pick up on this. Russ... The spice conspiracy is real. It continues. Wake up, Russ Eeple. Russ Sheeple. <laughs> Sheep Russell. They're not Russ Sheeple. They're not? Oh, because they follow... Right, because they follow him as followers of deniers. Russ. Right. Followers of Russ's dogmatic yeah, yeah, idea yeah. that this show is not all about spices. It's not all about spices, but I do think... What? That's not my theory either. All right, well, my words theory. All right, fine. Then I'm doing an offshoot. You're of your a false theory. prophet. All right, no, I'm not. I'm a Calvinist. I believe in the predestination of spices to be used in this show. They're predestined to be used in this show. All I'm saying is, I think there's a writer or a, a group of writers who might cook a lot or have some sort of subconscious passion for spices, and it somehow works its way into the show uh, more than usual. I'll do you one better, John. It's Danny Jacobson. <laughs> <laughs> 
his fingerprints are all over it. It might be. I don't know. All right? And he's aided and abetted by the Burger King himself, Barnett Kelman. Oh, I love... I love... Uh, hey, do you remember any of the other uh, director nicknames? Of course. Really? Well, we'll see. I don't, I don't know who directed this episode. Otherwise, I might have to call it A Day Night. Uh, what does that mean? That means that Linda Day directed oh, the Oh, I love it. Yep. I love it. Yep. Uh, no, this one was directed by Tommy Schlamy. Oh, Tommy Schlamy! A.K.A.? A.K.A. somebody who did episodes of the weird Doctor in the Wilderness show. Dr. Quinn? Southern Exposure. What? Remember the show no. they call? Oh, no, that was Russ's friend. Yeah. No, no, no. The West Tommy Schlamy. Oh, the West Wing. Uh, no, right, but we course. nicknamed him T.S. Eliot, a.k.a. Cats. What? When did you... This, a.k.a. I, I Cats. I, I didn't hear that. This is a newer episode, I think. A.k.a. something like Mr. Mustafa. This I don't, remember, from I don't even the, remember the nickname. This is from one of the bullets in your gun that you haven't fired yet, trust me, because I definitely have not heard about this. 100%. I would have remembered that. That's a wonderful nickname. <laughs> Very <laughs> sticky. You guys should go uh, into advertising. So, Tommy Schlamy uh, directed this episode. That's wonderful. I'm very proud of him. He did a great job with... Um, As always. With some interesting material. So, here's something I thought from this episode, John. Uh, I, we talked about this a little bit, but uh, I... You know, when they were at Riffs in this episode? Yeah. By the way, keep in mind, this is a tribute to your wonderful podcast, which I know I'm, I'm really... I know I'm really buttering your podcast. Yeah, we like to that. prepare for the interview. That's why you're on. Uh, I'm going to tear it down once I get into the specifics behind the curtain. No, I'm just kidding. It's great, but it's a testament to it that I've listened to every episode and everything I know about Mad About You I've learned through your podcast. And this is a show I never would have ever watched on my own. I don't think the weight of the world is on our shoulders. Yep, you guys are doing a very important job, but not nearly as important as the servicemen and women who hopefully listen to this podcast. So I'm just going to say correct. thank you again. Thank you again. So, you know who I missed at Riffs? Selby. I really miss Selby. Yeah, I think that's because Russ and I discussed this. Ira, Ira's dialogue, for some reason, in this episode sounds like Selby, not like Ira. I must have subconsciously He's just a that. good friend in that episode. He really is, is. A little boring. Is it? I think so. I don't know. Ira oh, wow, we're already uh, close to Prim. Oh, yeah. no, we're not. 27 miles. We're closer to Gene. 15 miles. I do want to stop at this alien jerky store if we have time. Sure. We're now, we've gone from lawyers to alien fresh jerky and Stella Rosa wines. Mm. Sounds Stella like uh, staycations in the works. Oh, so seeing riffs for the first time, it yeah. looks slightly like the interior of old New York improv bar, The Triple Crown. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sure. All right. I mean, any wooden part, I think it looks like. No, with the booths, it looks really similar from one. That's true. It does have booths. Angle. The booths Which, are just I giveaway. guess the Triple Crown, I think, is the only place with booths yeah, in no, New York no other City, booths. right? No, yeah. no other booths anywhere. Yeah. Nope. Trust me. And if you don't think so, tweet at Russ. Also, <laughs> when they do the shot when uh, Lisa, who, by the way, I'd fallen in love with based on this episode. Yeah, When Lisa, Lisa buys drinks for everybody at the bar. Yes. And they do a quick shot of everyone. Yeah, this made us crazy. I could have sworn oh, yeah, that's right. that LeVar Burton was one of the people at the bar. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. I don't think so, because I rewatched oh. that a few times. Oh, That okay. was the closest attention I paid to any part of the oh, episode. Oh, well, that's too bad. I don't think it was him, but on first That would have been a fun little cameo. I mean, listen, all I'm going to say is in 1993? Yeah. In 1993, when I didn't have DVR and the ability to immediately rewind, I would have thought, oh my god, 
Is this a is that the reading rainbow, rainbow guy? Yeah. yeah, okay. Or Star Trek The Next Generation, which I believe was contemporaneous. Is he the guy with the things on his eyes? Yep, Jordy LaForge. That's his name on Star Trek? Yep. Hey guys, Brian McKnight, September 23rd. Get oh your tickets. My God. One. Do, 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 Buy do, do, your do, tickets. Do, Two. Make sure you book a room. Three. You know it's plain to me that, that you're, you're the, the only show, show to, to see. Four. Make sure you complete steps. One, two, three. Five. Five. Tweet at me. <laughs> Six. It's not free. It's very expensive. To see me. And we started back at one, which was buy your tickets. Okay, so anyway, uh, I really miss Richard Kind in this episode. Yeah, you know, so seen an episode so did we. He's just a real... He is unbelievable. Oh, God. He's a powerhouse. He's a mensch. He's one of the greatest actors of our time. He might be the greatest human being ever to set foot on that set. No, just kidding. There are a lot of wonderful. But uh, maybe the uh, greatest human being ever in American history. And we just saw the Hoover Dam, and I'm saying that. Oh, yeah. Richard Kai's got nothing on the people behind the Hoover Dam. Uh, I disagree. Respectfully, I think Richard Kine could have built the Hoover Dam with one pinky in his sleep. I said he's got nothing on the... Oh, right, I misspoke. Oh, John. Sue me, it's my show. All right, maybe I will. <laughs> I have a lot of lawyer contacts in Vegas, and one of them really owes me after we shouted about on this podcast. Yeah, Paul Weller sounds like he'll hook you up with a million lawyers at once. So, uh, John. John More John, lawyers, John. less fees. My favorite part of this episode was a part of this episode that I created in my head and didn't actually exist on the show, mm-hmm. which says something I think about me, and it's not necessarily good. Oh, yeah. But, oh my God, John. So, for the first part of the episode, Jamie Buckman is trying to figure out what to do with her time, right? She's unemployed, she's sitting around all day, she gets really into daytime television, yes? Mm-hmm. And at one point, she... Stumbles across Maury Povich's show, and Maury talks about, is your pet gay? How can you figure out if your pet is gay? Mm-hmm. And they even do a callback to it, where she calls Paul at the studio and says, is Murray a feminine? Which, as callbacks go, two out of ten. But then, okay. later, uh-huh. there's an unprompted scene of her measuring Murray. Yes. In the living room of their apartment. Yes. And then she says, as Murray runs away, don't you want a sweater? Yeah. Russ and I talked about this. Oh, my God, John. Didn't like the leap. John, if only she had been measuring Murray to figure out if he was gay. Oh, right. As like a weird uh, phrenology-esque... I mean, there's no, that would have veered into crazy territory. Yeah, that I think is that my pitch mind. stinks. That's what, I think that pitch is gold. I think that would have elevated this show in my mind to the Pantheon. It, it, made, it would have made it the best Mad About You episode I've ever seen. Yeah. And instead, it is maybe the worst I've ever seen. And the best, technically. And the best. Well, okay, now you, got, now you got where I was going. Now you got where I was going, John, but seriously, I really wanted that. Oh, God. I, I don't think that. anybody else would. Well... It's just confusing. I really wanted her to do that. Because what? Ugh. Ugh. All right, well, you know, can't have it all, unfortunately. Anyway, Larry Miller was great. He's always great on the show. He's amazing. So he's been on the show before? Uh, yeah, one one other episode, I think. 
Okay. And he's on a few more. Okay. Well, I have that to look forward to. Yeah, well, yeah. You don't even have a. You don't even have the show. No, but I'll hear audio clips of it. When That's you guys true. Talk about and it. we play a lot of him because he's so funny. Ugh, he makes really weird choices. Yeah, like the writer should have done with her measuring the dog. It's a bad idea. If only Larry Miller had been writing this show. The good old LM. The good old Lima Milan. Lee Majors, yeah. the fall guy. Uh-huh. Larry Miller, the fall guy. So, also, Take a in this dive. episode, I really realized... Take a dive, make us laugh. I think Maybe Mad About You was meant to be a drama. Because there was a really uncomfortable scene between Paul and Jamie when she confronts him in the edit room, and he's been avoiding her, basically, because she's going stir-crazy. Yeah. And gave him a bad haircut. I mean, that was really uncomfortable. I was like, wow, I, yeah. would, watch, I would watch this show as a drama. Like, if this show had been Dallas instead of Mad About You, I'm in. Who shot Paul Buckman? I'm in. Yeah, they're very good actors. Uh, so, I think that's it. I think that's really, um, I think that's it, John. Those are all my thoughts. Uh, I also had a thought, which we discussed a little bit, where uh, they really kiss a lot on this show, very sensually. Oh, right. It seems like it crosses a lot of lines for primetime TV in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I guess they show more than usual. Yeah, and they hint at a lot. And I guess it's probably okay for TV because they're married. Yeah, definitely, that's and, what it and is. And everyone else on TV dates. Yep. I remember there was that groundbreaking King of Queens episode where they have sex on camera. And it's okay because they're married. Do you remember that episode? I don't. I didn't watch the show. I think it was the inspiration for Ball Cop 2. And then once they had the sequel, they were like, oh, you know what? We need to write Ball Cop 1 Yep. before we can make Ball Cop 2. Exactly. That's the process. That's Kevin James' process. Speaking of the process, let's do a little inside the podcaster's studio. That sounds almost like Dateline. Go ahead, Brett. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, with Jonathan Marbley co-host of the groundbreaking Mad About You recap podcast. What am I, on a nature Mad show? What is Mad this? Mad About You in his natural habitat. He is driving a Honda on the highways of Las Vegas towards a roadside attraction known as the Haunted Saloon. And now, I, your host, Brett Oresco, will interview him about his wonderful podcast and how he makes Mad About You come alive for future generations. Thank you, Jonathan being here. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, so with that, uh, John, my first question is, um, when you watch an episode of Mad About You, can you describe the feeling that you get? Can you describe, does it bring you back to childhood? Uh, yeah. Does it make you laugh? Does it make you cry? Yeah. Are you in your head about what you're going to say about it, or are you no. just kind of letting it roll? Yeah. Well, describe to me the feelings that come up when you see uh, Paul Reiser bound on stage in a strangely colored cardigan holding a VHS. Uh, it makes me think of my childhood. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. I don't think too much about what I'm going to say. You know, I think that's the genius of your podcast is it doesn't seem pre-planned. You know, it seems very spontaneous. I have to take notes. That's the pain in the neck. Do you watch it once, twice, three times? Uh, it depends on how uh, stressed out I am that week. How many times did you watch Hair Murderer? Once. 
Okay. <laughs> so clearly you were you were pretty stressed out last week, right? That's what that means. Uh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell in your voice that that's yeah. exactly the I'm reason why you only watched this. Because it was right before once. this trip. Oh. So there's a lot of planning and stuff I was I was doing. Well, I appreciate it because it paid yeah, off the, with this trip. Yeah, the podcast suffered duty to this trip with you, so. Well, the podcast didn't suffer because no, it, it actually got a episode out of it. Yeah. So. And I really, you know, I didn't want to watch that particular episode a second time. So, John, what are your podcast inspirations? Well, I, in my mind, we Pioneer oh, Saloon! Exit 12. Oh, it's got its own billboard. That doesn't wow. Matter. Yeah, this, every roadside attraction we've been to that sounds like a haunted thing. Ghost Town Cafe. Pioneer Steakhouse. All Day Egg Cafe. I do like eggs. Me too. Well, we thought we were getting off in the middle of nowhere. It just seems like it's a town with a bunch of tourist crap. Um, Especially since there's a huge LED casino display. It's a steakhouse. <laughs> uh, prime rib, $17. And a prison, Correctional Center, Sandy Valley. All right. Uh, uh, what are your podcast inspirations? Oh, in my mind, we, we sort of... Take exit 12 oh, Nevada 161. Yeah, she's really getting in the way. right with you, Siri. Turning this down. Continue. Uh, in my mind, we pretty much directly ripped off uh, Sidecast. In my uh, mind. Sidecast is uh, a podcast is... where they talk about traffic signals and how they affect... The flow of traffic? Yes. Yes, yeah. like different what signs is from the country. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember the episode about um, speed limits. It was really interesting. Uh, they also often, often discuss uh, M. Night Shyamalan's movie signs. Uh, uh-huh. Well, now I can't hear her, Brett. Well, that's okay. I'll tell you where to go. Take a right. I just, I'm sorry, but I, I, she's like a streaker on our podcast. Siri? Yeah. It's like I'm sitting down with you in a darkened theater. Uh, she keeps yeah, she keeps sprinting across the podcast. Naked. Naked. Siri, put some clothes oh, this on. this is what I'm talking about. We're driving six, six seven miles into the desert. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, Soundcast, Soundcast is a definitive uh, Seinfeld recap podcast hosted by these two uh, very fun, funny, interesting guys. And uh, I really like that podcast and... Uh, I suppose I sort of, uh, the way I try to take notes, uh, ripped a page out of their book, uh, which uh, mostly means being incredibly anal and uh, obsessive about as many details as possible. Bless you. Thank you. Sorry, I tried to hold that in. Uh, you guys are obsessive about a lot of details, which I really appreciate as a listener because it allows me to um, connect more with different aspects of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it allows me to really go deep. I love when you guys do the news. Now, we're going to segue. To, talk to me about the news, John. Well... How do you go about finding those beautiful tidbits about slumlords and mafiosos and other colorful characters from well, New York City of the 1990s? Well, I mostly just searched the New York Times for that week. The episode aired. Uh, the old gray lady. Yeah, the old gray lady. Uh, we were hoping to do the post, but their archives don't start till 96, 97. See, that surprises me. That their archives aren't... Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many wonderful, witty headlines are we missing out on? From yes. The seventies, the golden age of New York crime. I would have thought that they would have been yes. cutting edge satirists. Uh, they probably were. Well, and I, we don't have. God. That's like if we lost the first three seasons of Mad About You, what would we do? Yeah. 
Um, so you just do the times, or do you occasionally go to other sources? Well, as of late, I've sometimes now I watch the local news if it's on YouTube. Oh my God, you can do from that? that week. Some some people upload it, VHS versions that they've uh, stored away, like lunatics. I'm just gonna say it, John. There's too much on the internet. Yeah, you need to shut it down. Just That's shut the problem. Down the whole internet. Uh, New York Magazine. I just found archives of the full uh, version starting in '92. Love New York. Magazine. So I flipped through that, but Vulture. Enough, you flipped through Vulture from '92. Yeah, they didn't. That didn't exist. No, it didn't exist. But I know you would go there first if it did. That's right. Love Ooh. Vulture. Just got passed by a BMW. Yeah. No better feeling. Uh, you know, it's good. The New York Times is the paper of record, right? Yeah. All the news that's fit to print. Well, they make they they're really good at telling stories. You know, they turn the news into like a really interesting story. They really they're good at describing the people in the stories. Yeah, they they really put you there. It's not just news. Yeah, and then uh, when you're thinking about which stories to cover, uh, obviously you guys like the mafia. The mafia is a recurring. Yeah, theme. But I got a little sick of that. Really? Well, they pretty much do the same shit stuff every week. <laughs> uh, keep it clean. This next, next stretch of highway. Is sponsored by a ghost town. <laughs> a ghost town adopted this mile of highway. <laughs> That's what the sign said. Everybody needs a family, John. <laughs> and it's a mess. No, I'm just kidding. It looks like it hasn't been maintained since, uh, 1925. since 1905. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. What? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the news and how you go about the news. How do you select? Uh, you get a little bored oh, of the mafia because okay, okay. it's always they just haul trash and kill people and. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's the mafia. Caught. How do you think they stayed in business for so long? They yeah, have a simple so that's business why, plan. That's why I stopped. A great business model, John. They even have movies about them. It's so efficient. Oh, I didn't know that. I have to watch some of them. Yeah, you should. There's this great movie called The Godfather. It's how I decided to start my own business. Oh, I thought that was about a 28 year old shopping for uh, children's toys. The Godfather? That's just been my experience oh, with people who are oh, Godfathers. 29-year-old. I'll have you know. Not just you. You're not the only Godfather I know. Oh. What? It's just people in their 20s who buy kids' toys. It's usually for a god kid. Yeah, but... That's all. How many Godfathers do you... Hold on. How many Godfathers do you know, John? At least, I'm not the only one? At least two. What? What? Anyway. All right. Fine. Listen. Fine. Whatever. So, uh, as I was saying... Just kidding. I wasn't saying anything. I was interviewing you about your wonderful podcast. So mad about mad about you. So it started. Hey, can you talk a little bit about the origin story? I don't think you've talked about that on the podcast yet. You told it to me off air. I don't know. It's really just a lovely story. I think Russ, Gary asked Russ about this too. Oh, wait a second. No, that's how I heard about it. <laughs> but I don't. I, thought, I didn't remember uh, anything he said. So I don't know. Uh, he said he basically. Uh, you said you would only ever do a podcast if it was about mad about you. Yeah, which is probably a joke. I don't think it was because I asked you to do a podcast before. And you were like, nah, I'm not into it. Yeah, that's true. I never wanted to do a podcast. So you found your calling. You found your subject matter. This is beautiful. Well, yeah. Well, because we both loved New York in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Great time. And uh, television from that era. So, like, the news segment is a, is a nod to that. There it's a nod to, uh, Regis, to Live with Regis and Kathy Lee's uh, news segment every morning. Oh, where they would go through the post. I had no idea they did that. Yeah, that's why that's why we do it. Wow. Regis and Kathy Lee. That's where Lee. the idea came from. Yeah, Regis would go through the news. Oh, my God. I wonder if Regis and Kathy Lee have a podcast. Just kidding. They don't do anything together anymore. That's correct. It's a real shame. Uh, Regis, 
on a recent episode of Mad About That's you right. that you guys recapped. That's right. Andy recaps the news in that episode. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. Yeah. That's right, because that's how Paul's dad is brought in. All right. In a half a mile, we're going to be there. Uh-oh. So I think we're going to have to cut this short. We'll have to John. pause it or we'll cut have to it short. Pause it. We'll see. One of the above. Uh, but let me ask a, a final question. It's your dime, sweetheart. You do what you want. Oh, it's my dime? I didn't know I had to invest in this. I want out. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to get great returns on this podcast. I'm going to get a lot of... Sandy Valley. It's a burnt sign. Oh, Ghost boy. Town Cafe. Wow. Idle Spurs Tavern. There are a lot of businesses out here for yeah, Ghost Town. Yeah, for a Ghost Town, this is a thriving microeconomy. I mean, incredible. You know, although the ghosts have to cater to the living because the living have money and the ghosts don't. I am so sick of billionaire ghosts. Yeah, they're taking over our political system. <laughs> Citizens United, more like Ghosts United. No wonder those donations are so hard to track. Here we are, the Pioneer Saloon. Oh my gosh. Wow, it is It crowded. is crowded. All right, we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Yep. All right, we're back. We're back in the car. We just came from a bar. We went in. We had a very normal time there. Anyway, uh... We were talking about your process, John. We were talking about you and Russ and how you make this podcast one of the top Mad About You podcasts <laughs> on iTunes. You know there was another one? No way. Oh, boy. I forget what it was called now, but it was a married couple in Boston, I think. Angry with you. They were a little... There were some tense moments at times listening to some of their episodes. It was a very interesting podcast, and I think it's over now. It was a Mad About You recap podcast? Uh, sort of, yeah. But not as meticulous or um, insane as ours, I'd say. And clearly, they didn't have the same rapport you guys had as a married couple. Now, there was one moment where he kind of, his wife told a story and he kind of called it stupid. <laughs> That's something that you and Russ never do. Uh, well, it's different. If we, Russ and I were married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. That is so funny. Wow. Yeah, it was really, actually a very interesting listen. So how many did they do? I think six or seven. I don't even know if it's still out there. I feel like they took them down. But if you guys can find them, I don't even remember what it's called. Good luck. Yeah, just search Mad About You Podcast. And then rate and review this one. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, because that's going to show up. Um, anyway, uh, I guess I have a couple more questions, John. The first of the final questions is, are you prepared for three years of Mad About Mad About You? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. But we're doing it, so yes, that's you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> You sure are, because no. you have loyal fans such as myself who are yes. counting on you to bring it out every week. It's a lot more work than I expected it to be, but it is a lot of fun, so, you know. I mean, let me just tell you, it brings joy to a lot of people. Yeah, and we, uh, we're we thrilled that that's the case. Maybe even some servicemen and women. Maybe. I forgot we talked about that earlier. Yeah, thank you again. Thank you again. Seems like a long time ago because there's lightning all around us and we're driving through the desert. Yeah, this part of the podcast is like two, three hours later. Yeah. That long? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so, final question, John. Mm-hmm. If you 
had to, let's say somebody in, I don't know, like uh, 2114, uh, let's pick an arbitrary year, Sure. Uh, came across your podcast, and they were listening to it, and they'd never seen Mad About You, and uh, you wanted to tell them in a few words what you and Russ were hoping to accomplish with the podcast, what would you tell them? Oh, boy, that is a very interesting question. Um, I don't know. I think we hope... Huh. Write your own podcast obituary, if you will. Your podbituary. I mean, I think we hope it's a show that's... Uh, uh, paints a picture about a time in America and pop culture and the news and sort of uh, I think shows everyone how everything's things sort of stay the same but also change which sounds stupid I guess but I think Mad About You serves as a fun lens to explore everything and I hope that it transcends just the show from time to time John Marbley. But I could be wrong. Maybe everyone just skips the beginning and goes straight to the show. And then, you know, maybe people just listen to the clips because they can't buy the DVDs. <laughs> Which I is know. also fun. I know. That's why I listen. John Marbley and Russ Fader, you made the world laugh. <laughs> Thank you. We made ourselves laugh, at least. <laughs> what else is there? Well, making other people <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure we do it from time to time. You do. You absolutely. You've made one person laugh, John. More than enough. And when you're laughing, when you're laughing, the whole world laughs with you. Beautiful. That's all I can sing of that due to copyright. Mm -hmm. So, in conclusion, John, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at MadAboutYouPod. Well, us. <laughs> You can follow Russ and I on Twitter <laughs> at Matt Pod. You can funny. follow Brett at El Bretto with that's two That's true. Teams. Oh, that's my plug. Yeah. John, you got anything to plug? Nope. Nope. Very good. Very good. Russ has an improv show at the Magnet Theater. Uh, the, um, wait, wait. It's, um, it's uh, something about transit. Uh, no, I'm going to have to squash what you're saying. What? So that I can plug his team. The squash. Commotion. Oh, that's right. Squash. The commotion is the old one. The commotion is the old team. See, Very good. I Very know. Good, I binged. Brett. I binged on this podcast. Wow. And now everything's blending together. No, go see Squash at the Magnet when they perform. <laughs> Which is, I think, Tuesday I nights. I think Tuesdays maybe? or Wednesday. I think Tuesday. No, no, it's Tuesdays. Tuesday nights, the Magnet. It's a lot of fun. I've never seen it. I'm sure I will one day, but I've improvised with Russ for years, and I'm sure it's a great show. Uh, and uh, questions, comments, tweet at Russ, mm -hmm. as always. Mm -hmm. Let him know how well we did. Compliments, tweet at me. Yep. Uh, our music is by Nathan Diffie. Nope. Our logo is by Nathan Diffie. Very good. Uh, this podcast may or may not be mixed by Vuk Yovanovich. Yeah, very good. Uh, and our music is by the, uh, the wonderful... Uh-huh. Uh uh, oh, you want you, you I let me know? Remember this the other day. You want a clue? Uh, no, not yet. Um, our theme music is by. Yes, I do need a clue. It's my name. 
John D. Ivy. Boom. Because by John D. Ivy, the logo was designed by Nathan Diffie. This uh, episode may or may not be mixed by yeah, Ivana. Yeah, you just did. I'm doing it again. <laughs> They're already impressed. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that's thanks it. For listening, yeah. guys. Rise, guys. Rise, gals. Thanks for listening. I'm John Marbley. And I'm Fred Oresco. And this, this is, is what we're saying. saying.